Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. Today's a special episode. I have Frankie Reno on the show today. He is a University of Windsor alumnus, played for the Lancer football team, also a former Canadian Football League linebacker for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, motivational speaker now. He's a mental health advocate, a coach, a leader in our community, and we're going to be talking about all the exciting things that happen in Frankie's life and advice for, for young leaders that are up and coming. Frankie, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Um, every question on the show I ask, where in Windsor Essex is your favorite place for coffee if you drink mm -hmm. it or uh, tea anywhere? Uh, well, there's there's a couple of spots that I enjoy going to. One is Cafe Amor on Ottawa Street. Okay, yep. And then the next one is Chow on Tecumseh by the gym that I train at. So there's a couple of spots that I go to. I don't drink a lot of coffee, but I've had some espressos from both of them. Yeah. And if I drank coffee every day from those two places, I would never sleep. So <laughs> those are they're good spots. Their coffee, it's really good and it's strong. Yeah, um, but I would definitely recommend those. Those two, two places. places. Okay, Absolutely. heard great things about them. I think a few others have mentioned that on the show. Mm -hmm. um, so, could you talk to us a little bit about how you ended up uh, playing in the CFL? How did that journey mm -hmm. start for you? Um, well, started in high school. I started playing football in high school. And football was an outlet for me. It was something that I enjoyed doing. And yeah. it was something that brought me brought me a lot of joy growing up. At some point in my in my time in high school, I had the opportunity to play for the Essex Ravens and they were a higher level football team playing during the summer. And I didn't really get much time uh, spent playing with them. Yes. But with that exposure that I saw, it, I think it was, as I reflect on my life, something that I had in me. Once I got the exposure and once I saw what was required to play at a certain level or perform or whatever was required, I would prepare and play accordingly. And so I wasn't playing at first. I saw what needed to be done to play. I made the proper adjustments and preparations and training. And I went in from the time that I first played with them to the time that summer came around. It was about four or five months. I ended up putting on about 15 pounds and developing a ton of athleticism. It was this incredible growth spurt that I yeah. had in that period of time. And football began to become this real thing for me. I didn't know how good I could become, but I started to do the work and it just kind of didn't stop from about 2011 until 2018 was when I really took it serious. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate enough to get scouted and play for the University of Windsor. I went there, started as a true freshman, had a, a great career there. I had a lot of fun, played a ton of football, and was fortunate enough to get drafted. And I would really attribute that to a high level of dedication and focus that I put into football. Yeah, uh, I made a lot of sacrifices, and with those sacrifices came the opportunity to uh, do something that not many people get to do. You mentioned, so when you started with the Ravens, you weren't playing as much as you would expect, and then you just started to dial in. Yeah. What were those adjustments that you had to make? So when I first went with the Ravens, it was, uh, it was a tournament on a weekend, and we prepared for about a month. And I really, did, I just knew I, I enjoyed football, but I didn't know what I was getting into. And I remember seeing, at the time I was a receiver, and I remember seeing the linebackers, and I saw them and I saw that they were bigger than me, they were stronger than me, mm -hmm. and they were doing something different. So I remember asking some questions, seeing what they 
how they prepared, what their training was. And when I gathered all the information, a lot of it had to do with eating more, working out more, and training football specifically, training uh, more. So doing so it was everything. like strength conditioning almost? Where you... Yeah. Okay. It was doing everything that I was kind of doing, yeah. but doing it more and being committed to it, doing it every day. Like the, the repetition and just, yeah, you're, you're more, more focused, you'd say? Yeah, I was more focused. Um, I was really, I was committed to the, the process and I, I no longer had any excuses as to why I couldn't prepare. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a Monday to Sunday thing. There wasn't really any time where I wasn't doing something either football related or work related to make money to eat. And yeah, it was, it was it just was football, 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 football. Yes, absolutely. How was the, the CFL? How did you enjoy that time? Well, <laughs> in hindsight, looking back, it was a great experience and a lot of lessons learned. In it, it was very tough and very challenging. And it was really because I wasn't prepared for the challenge that, was, that I was getting myself into. Uh, it was rewarding. It, it was just a, a spectrum of emotions and experiences. Yeah. All in all, I would say that, especially because I can't go back and do it ever again, it was uh, once in a lifetime, and I'm grateful that I got to be drafted after a unique experience where I didn't even go to the combine. Uh, really? I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to go to, or I, I couldn't go to the combine because I had just come off of a torn ACL, so a, a long recovery time. So I, I always kind of hung my hat on this idea that I got drafted without going to the combine, so. I must have. I must done have done something all right. right. Yeah, I yeah. must have been all right. You know. Yeah, yeah. and I imagine you met some pretty cool people along the way in your mm-hmm. football career. That uh, anyone that that mentored you or, or guided you along. Well, there was. It's it's an interesting part of my story that I I didn't uh, I didn't spend a lot of time getting mentored or guidance from anybody, which is a part of why I enjoy doing what I do now. Gotcha. Um, there was a man who inspired me to kind of push that a little bit more. And it was Coach Carter. He was our defensive coordinator. He played in the CFL and coached us at the university. And I remember it wasn't really anything that he said to me directly, mm-hmm. but it was something that he said about an American player who came to our team. And we were in practice, and he was he was working really hard. And I thought I worked hard. Yeah. Like he was. He highlighted this American player saying, "Like this kind of effort is what you really need yes. to get to the next level." And of course, I always absorb this kind of information. What, what does it take? And he, he really, he highlighted this athlete. And what that did for me is it provided me some kind of insight into what it really took to get to the next level. So his, uh, his experience in the CFL and what he shared with us inspired me to go that much further as I was going through college. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and now you're involved in a number of things. Uh, mm-hmm. You're an advocate for mental health. You're a coach, trainer. Yeah. Um, you have a, a number of certifications. Tell us about what's you know what's happening now in your life. Yeah, yeah. So my my mental health journey, the the beginning of it was 2018 when football ended and life after football began. It was it was challenging because I went from having an idea of purpose or what I what I was supposed to be doing, which was football, mm-hmm. and then not having much of a clue what my purpose is or what I'm meant to be doing here. And both as a human being and as a man, I think we have this, this drive for purpose, something, something greater than self. Yeah. And once I lost that, it became challenging. Uh, and a lot of it was lost in this idea that I had only one thing to offer. So in, in, this, in that new journey of self-discovery, 
I've uncovered a lot of things that I enjoy doing as a child that bring me joy as an adult, Mm -hmm. as well as things that allow me to uncover parts of myself that were really left hidden on the pursuit of becoming a professional athlete. And now, not only do I get to do something that I really enjoy, which is spend a lot of time in the gym. I love working out. I did it for over a decade. Uh, But now I get to support other people transform physically and also mix in the mental transformation. A, A component that's not really talked about is that people come to work out and and they also come into the gym to learn to love themselves more and the list goes on. Yeah. Um, and then what I get to do with the kids is that not only do I get to help them prepare for football or whatever sport they're training for, but as young men, I get to guide them and be a mentor for them wherever they may go in their life, whether it be looking for a job or uh, studying for school, looking to get a scholarship. And hopefully, should mm-hmm. they choose to uh, receive it or use, use the, uh, the support, hopefully support them on their, on their journeys in life and be, be that kind of that guide and support that I really wish I had when I was growing up that it was, it wasn't that I didn't have those opportunities there, but there wasn't somebody that was kind of, uh, somebody who is, who stayed, who was present and who was, yeah. who wasn't other places. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's, it's somebody that really, there, there wasn't somebody that was, was there and Frankie, what are we doing next? What's your, what's your next goal in life? How yeah. can I help you get there? You're, you're missing that. And now you're, you're able to, provide that to others so they don't have to go through that exactly yeah so it's it's uh obviously have a busy schedule mm-hmm. um uh what i i guess do you enjoy most about what you're doing is it seeing other people progress take your advice and move on to the next stage of their life is that the most fulfilling like seeing their their satisfaction and the results that they bring mm-hmm. well it, yeah it's when it when it clicks when that the light comes on and it's for all my clients for anybody that i get to work with it's yeah uh, it's the the little nugget that they take with them for the rest of their life Mm -hmm. Uh, recently i had a client who for a long time she would she would say oh i haven't seen any progress and then one day out of out of the blue i get a message saying oh my jeans fit better and i love it oh yes you did it and i'm thinking like they probably fit great the whole time but now you can see it Yes. Um, and then I just got a message yesterday from one of the athletes I coached this summer. And he said, coach, I need to thank you because my coach said I was the most athletic offensive lineman on the whole team. And there's 15 of us. And I could have never said that last year. And, and you know, it's just, it's great to be involved in the yes. life of other people and, and their win. And uh, so, I mean, this young man, he played football all summer. So I was only a piece of it, but it's nice to know that I leave little little pieces of myself and other people, 100%. and they can take that and go wherever they need to go. And um, I'm just grateful to be involved. Yes, hundred percent. And, and I, I want to ask this question before I forget it: uh, life after a, a sport or something that is a huge piece of your life, yeah. like for you, it was football. How how do you find that? Uh, how do you go through that self discovery phase that you talked about and mm-hmm. finding your purpose after something that you've been so Hyper focused on, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, how do <laughs> that, you do that? That's a great, uh, that's a great question, and you do it slowly. There's, it's kind of like um, I can only think of like uh, a, a deck of cards. Yeah, and I got lucky and I flipped up the first couple cards and found football. Yeah, but there's still 
about 48 other cards out there. And I mean, in, in this self-discovery journey, I've, I've gotten into, I've gotten into yoga and I've gotten into like Reiki and spiritual stuff and, mm -hmm. and, and I've gotten into neurolinguistic programming and I'm studying for some coaching certifications and kind of trying like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Seeing, seeing kind of what lands. I, I had a podcast I was doing for a couple episodes, but it was this idea of trying new things, seeing what works. I yes. had a business. Like it's just, it's kind of, it's giving it a go. Uh, practicing a lot of forgiveness because I think in becoming a professional athlete, it's you can't fail, you can't leave this line, or you're or you're a failure. There's some kind of ingrained belief. Yeah. So I've had to practice uh, trying new things, being a beginner, being new, maybe failing, and deciding, okay, this isn't for me. Moving on, and it, it's it's um it's really a slow journey. Okay. Yeah. So that, what would your advice be like to, to take it slow? And, and like you said, like try everything out, right? Like don't say no to anything. Yeah. Everything. Well, so I'm 30. I tell my kids, I'm like, <laughs> cause sometimes they put me on a pedestal and I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'm a human. Um, I'm, I'm 30 and under, under the expectations that I grew up with at 30 years old, I should own a home have a family, be in a full-time career yeah. and kind of be like hunkered down. And I'm not, and I love it because there's a sense of freedom that I have that I can explore. And so the advice I would give is uh, what decide what you want and decide some kind of outcome you want to create in your life and be open to shifting it, be mm -hmm. open to trying new things and going on an adventure, explore, see what you enjoy and be unapologetic about it because no i mean i tell people that nobody puts food on my plate and nobody pays my bills and therefore nobody gets to say how i am going to live my life yeah and i offer that to anybody who's listening is that you know you, you really do get to choose how to live your life and mm -hmm. it's i'm not giving you permission but i invite you to give yourself permission to live the life of your dreams we all have grand aspirations and they're very possible I'm a believer if you get given a big dream, it's not to just sleep on. It's something that can very much happen. So follow those dreams, try new mm -hmm. things and enjoy it because we only get one kick at the can. So, Yeah, well, well said. And, mm -hmm. and another thing that you, you mentioned and uh, it resonates is, is not feeding into the expectations of others, right? Like you, you talked about somebody, you know, at your age having to be married, kids, whatever it is, right? Yeah, I no. mean, we could. We could do what other people want and then, oh. <laughs> oh Time for a workout. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Something. That's what you're um, we could feed into the expectations of others, but then it's an interesting conversation because I was very successful in football and maybe I was feeding into the expectations of others and I got lost in it for, and it's like a long story to mm -hmm. dive into, but um, I've had conversations about was I a football player because I truly loved it or because it was an expectation of somebody else and I didn't have anything else? So this self-discovery journey is also uncovering. 100% of what you want. Yeah. I love football and I'm grateful for the journey. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is what it is. And there's also a component of now I'm exploring what I want and, um, and, and we should do that. Yes. It's important. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. What did you take away from from football 
that you're you're carrying into your your life right now mm. what did i take away from football like is there any any values or life lessons that you you're you're bringing into you know you as a coach now yeah the things that you wish your coach could a coach that you might have had could have provided you and you're doing that yeah. now like there's got to be some football. some similarities for sure yeah football taught me a couple of things one is resiliency and so i had two major knee injuries and even after them i'm in i'm in better shape now than i was when i played yeah um, i'm stronger i have more endurance i would never go back on the football field because that would just destroy me but <laughs> i'm very capable because i practiced and developed a high level of resilience from both injuries and training there's a certain level that you have to train at to play and then also there's a component of being a, a rookie and the idea that I, f I forget sometimes because I got to such a high level mm -hmm. that there's there's a rookie that starts out at anything. Uh, okay. This idea that I was a rookie at one point and I forget that there was a point when I didn't have great footwork and that I wasn't as athletic and I wasn't as strong. And so as I dive into these new adventures and I study other things and uh, practice new, uh, new, uh, new routines or wh whatever I'm getting into, I'm new and sometimes I think our egos can get in the way of doing something new because we've risen to such a high level in whatever yeah. other field. So I'm practicing and I really hope people can learn to practice to just be new again, be a rookie and no matter the age. I love that. Yeah. yeah it's, you're so right. Like you become an expert and then you think that uh, everything else that you take on, you should be an expert at, mm -hmm. but it's like being able to understand that you're starting from scratch, right? Like I, when I started this job as a yeah. mortgage agent, I had no idea about anything, right? You're, you're starting from scratch. It's, it's tough, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's a new experience and you have to be, like you said, not let your ego get in the way. Mm -hmm. Thousand percent. Um, now, just kind of my like a last question to to really wrap things up is, um, as as a coach and, and mental health advocate and a speaker and, and among, among other things, what what type of legacy do you want to leave? Mm. Yeah, I I think that I want to I want to leave a legacy as a man who cared, mm -hmm. uh, a man who was present. Um, I've. I, I get to celebrate a lot of success in my life, but I also acknowledge that I've made mistakes mm -hmm. and I want to leave a legacy of uh, ownership and, and forgiveness and compassion. Again, from, from, a, from a man, I think a lot of the time, at least growing up, I saw a lot of men who uh, maybe projected a lot of pain onto other people from their childhood <clears throat> and stuff. And I want to show that there's other ways to to grow up into into a man, mm -hmm. um, I want to I want to leave a legacy of great leadership, of of giving, of adventure and uh, and community, and like on the on the personal side as a man who grew up without any any role models or people that were present, I just want to I want to leave that as a gift. And hope that other young men grow up and see that yeah. it's really important that they show up for themselves and their community. Mm -hmm. And so I hope I can just continue to foster that kind of um, environment and relationships with others. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, from what I see and following you online, like, mm -hmm. the people sing praises about you, right? And just mm -hmm. the, 
the amount of um, compassion you put into your clients, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really inspiring to to see. Uh, one, one more question I, I, yeah. I like to leave off with this on the show is uh, just just some advice for let's say somebody wants to go down your path. Yep. Um, and we'll just we'll focus on football. Let's mm-hmm. say somebody wants to go and they want to go to the CFL like you did. Yeah. What would be your advice to that person? Um, get used to sacrificing a lot. It is a it's a commitment, and it's not you don't you don't get to go halfway in between the commitment. You if you really want to play uh, play professionally and be a professional athlete, you don't become a professional athlete the day you get drafted or the day you make a team. You become a professional athlete years beforehand in preparation, and it's a long-term commitment that creates a result. And so the, the higher level of commitment you have, the higher results you create. And then the, the, second, the second thing is that you don't get back as much as you put into it. So understanding that you will be asked a lot of you in your commitment to the sport, Mm-hmm. And you will not even receive close to what you what you gave to it. It's okay. a it's a commitment that will take a lot from you. And I say that from my experience. I'm sure other men have different experiences of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that the the level of commitment that you will need to make it to the CFL will ask a lot of you. And I tell all my kids that I coach, yeah. I say, you want to go to the CFL? I'll tell you all about it, and I'll push you. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sacrifice a lot, and be ready for that. Be ready for it. So it's uh, it's a huge commitment. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, not. I don't know too much about football. I mentioned this, but yeah. I I know that really any sport and you want to make it to that expert level um, requires a lot of sacrifice, like you talked about. Right? Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's not just mastering the the skill and then making it there it's it's everything else the training the you know the yeah. the lifestyle right like <laughs> yeah <laughs> long be, days i imagine to be an yeah to be an athlete it's it's you're you're not only going to play a sport you're talking about competing with a small percentage of the entire global the the world population this isn't just a local community sports team this is you're getting the all-stars from every single high school that go on and then the all-stars of those all-stars those that's who you're playing against yeah. so you're playing against the best of the best of the best and and then even then there's there's another level there's there's a general population of the best of the best once you make it to such a high level and at that level there's the greatest of there so there's level of preparation that I haven't even seen yet and I do my best to teach my athletes and my people a level of preparation to get somewhere where I got to and I let them know, listen, you're going to get to a point where I can't take you further, but you'll see it when you get there, you know? So 100%. there's 100%. a lot of levels to it, a lot of layers. And the level up. Yeah, absolutely. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> this was, uh, this was awesome. And I, I really appreciate your time. Um, and, to, and to those watching, uh, there's so much you can learn from, from Frankie and mm-hmm. I invite you to continue to follow his journey. Is it FrankieRenault.com, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, can they get in touch with you and, and reach out if they have any questions or want to talk about yeah. uh, life and sports? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think now I really enjoy devoting my life to just being of support to others. And uh, with, my, with my experience and my background, I really I get to, to support others wherever, whatever direction they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been called to, to speak in, in small settings and 
train athletes and adults and just be a good support. And I think everybody needs that. So 100%. that's that's the angle I've taken. And if if you're looking for that or want to talk and just have a conversation about life and mental health or anything in general, it's uh it's an open open door. Phone's always available and uh I look forward to connecting. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I reach out. Uh, a great, great person to be connected with. And if you have any questions, reach out to Frankie. You can watch the full episode on coffeewithcraner.com. Hope to see you soon. Take care. Mm.